Hello everybody and welcome to the technical area, your weekly football manager podcast brought to you by me, your host Gaffer Grammar once again. It's been a good week. We've seen football manager's last or latest winter update drop with the final twists and turns of a busy window added in and of course I still haven't played any football manager in the last week, I must be honest. Though, and sitting in front of me here now, I've launched the winter update. Uh, That list of eight teams I once had, I thought I'd found a save, it didn't work out. I've finally given into this winter update, started unemployed, holiday to the 1st of June 2021. Now I'm just waiting to see what exactly, I suppose can unfold in front of me in this game. I've loaded up most of the world's major leagues, the top five leagues of Europe, have all, of course, been made view only. Trying to stick away from them. Trying to find, I suppose, a new job somewhere different. Find a save that takes me somewhere new. But yet... I don't know when the bug will bite. But nonetheless, I am excited to find out where this journey could be, beginning this unemployed adventure once again. Other than what's going on in Football Manager Land there, of course. It's episode 59. In episode 59, we are talking about the next man up replacing a talisman. What exactly might happen? Should that star you have leave? Should they retire? Whatever the reason is. What happens when the departure goes out the window? We all have come across it at some point in our saves. Some much further down the line than others. And I suppose when I put the poll out on... Twitter's Guido, it's Mary Guido, had possibly one of the best answers. You know, it just could have really ended the poll there with Guido's answer. Saying that bringing someone in from the youth team, which is chock full of wonder kids, that's the best way to really approach your star leaving. That's Hallisman going. But I suppose there's plenty of lessons to be learned right across not just the world of football, but the world of sports as well. Conversations are still going on about a potential departure of Lionel Messi from Barcelona. Of course, even the conversations are beginning to appear of Cristiano Ronaldo leaving Juventus. Though, in terms of his talismanic nature at Juventus, I'm sure that some people may feel a little, you know, like Ronaldo never did earn a status at Juventus that he may have done at Real Madrid, since we've seen Madrid struggle to an extent following. Ronaldo's departure. But for many in the world of sports, there is a saying that when one lead man goes out, it's up to the next man to step into the gap, to bridge the void that's been left and maintain the momentum of the team. A silly statement, some may say, because that's what backups are for, is it not? Next man up, well, that's why you have them, that's why they're there. But still, 
for most of my FM life, I've approached the football that way. Just like my own life, I hoard, in this case, players, so that I could always bridge whatever gap, whatever void was left by a player, whether it was through injury, suspension, needing a rest and fitness, or like that, a short or long-term departure. I've always had the approach of having a two-deep squad for every role position, with a depth coming with players almost equal in ability. And yes, of course, that meant I did have to deal with a lot of unhappy players and football manager and championship manager over the years from having this approach. But that approach has changed. My thinking has changed. My philosophy has changed. And in recent times, I've plumped for a smaller squad and a more minimalist approach to things. Especially with those players, you know, I allow into my first team squad. And I suppose the easiest way I've done that was I stopped my clearing my team selection screen after each game. That means I'm able to manage my rotation even better because I can, I can remember have a have a better picture of who's playing, who needs a rest, and do we even need to make changes? And but as a result, this is also meant I've started to use less players, buy less players, and if depth issues become an issue at some point in the season. Promote more from within to pad out the squad. Of course, there have been times we've all faced within FM. That's moving on of its side's talisman, the face of the team and icon. I think back not too long ago to FM FM20, taking over Bayern Munich. And the first day, Thiago Alcantara turning around and saying to me he wanted to leave. And that was tough to take. You think of just how pivotal Thiago was to Bayern Munich. I was getting excited at managing him in FM20. But nonetheless, he did move on. And changing, you know, that kind of central pivot to the team that I wanted to make the icon was tough. And it didn't really work straight away from the start. And that's, you know... A reflection of real life. Sometimes signing other players can work. You think of Suarez coming into Liverpool at a time when Fernando Torres left. But I know the thinking initially at the club was to pair both players as Liverpool strike force. But other times you can splurge to replace a player that's left. You think of even then the post-Suarez era at Liverpool. That summer where Ricky Lambert and... I suppose we could we've seen Mario Balotelli even step into Liverpool. And that wasn't exactly an era many at the club would be keen to remember. Many fans may be feeling the exact same way. However, when it comes to an icon, Roy Keane, Steven Gerrard, John Terry, Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo. Sometimes the fallout of the departure isn't easily managed. Overcoming that difficult period often can be a challenge. And in FM, and just in real life, there are most, more often than not, there's only just two options. 
sign a like-for-like replacement or go for a system changer reshape your squad the club's identity try to move away from the legacy of the departed and ease the pressure on one player might have to fill following the departure of another and an fm whether it's a player poached by a bigger fish the punditry chair beckons one of your experienced leaders takes them out of the dressing room puts them in the makeup room or it's simply time to move on how can we best navigate these choppy waters i did ask the community that how when your star player leaves an fm21 how do you replace him 26% of votes say they will sign a player and they'll sign a player for the now. 63% most votes went on signing someone from the future, the Guido Merriway, and building that youth team chock full of wonder kids. But only 11% will go for the system tweaker. And whether you've considered it, whether it's something you've gone through already, or whether it's something you need to prepare yourself for. I'm going to weigh up both sides of the argument. The player approach and the system approach. And I'm not just going to draw on the world of football. No, other sports. There's been legacies left behind that. These icons have also filled and challenged managers, head coaches, general managers and franchises. Whichever with filling the shoes left by these elite global superstars. If you'd like to read more on those pieces, you'll find them all down in the links below. And I will say that, yes, there are some direct quotes coming from each of these. And there are interesting pieces to read. So if you want to broaden your knowledge beyond the few points I have in this podcast, feel free to go there. First up, though, I'm going to challenge the player approach. And I split the player approach into those two areas. For the 26% who said the now, and for the 63% who go for the future replacement. When you sign a player in the now, you're taking on a massive challenge. We all know it. Because sometimes filling a gap is not exactly straightforward. A player can be replaced in two ways, as we said, for the now and one for the future. And making this decision, choosing your path here on this fork in the road, that could be the one that shapes your time at the club. Possibly even shapes the story of your managerial career. If you pluck for the now, want to come in and immediately fill in at your side. You must give yourself the best chance of identifying the best player to replace your departed icon. And whether you like it or not, that could really begin from the minute you set foot in that door for the first time. I remember reading a thing not too long ago. That was, I think it was a proverb coming from China, I believe, if I remember correctly. Where it said, you think of your cup, your favourite cup. And it's only when it breaks that you really appreciate it that bit more. Well, what they say is, if you consider the cup is already broken, enjoy it now while it lasts. And with your icon, consider them already gone. And then suppose be prepared. Have that list ready for when the time comes to replace them. You can ask your scouts to find similar players. You can even search for a player through that option. So that when the time comes to move on, you have your list already drawn up. 
So using the player search feature will certainly make things an awful lot easier. Finding similar players if you're playing with attributes on. It's an option from the player's profile screen if you go to the comparison tab, I believe. And to potentially find a star in your midst. Include the ability to see players currently at your club as perhaps the answer is already before your eyes. Could be as simple as retraining another player to slot in, move across. Setting an age limit on those player searches will also be key to helping you bridge the gap. Do you wish to find a particular player within a certain age bracket? It might be mandated by your club's vision. So add this into consideration when you are seeking to find your next star player. Because more often than not, when considering the now, you're looking for a player currently doing it. At the height or at the cusp of the height of their powers, with the potential for room to grow. Consider their statistics as well when you're looking at these signings. I know stats are a little bit of an issue in FM21, possibly making the data-driven game just a little bit more challenging for those considering that option. But by doing the work yourself, or maybe asking your data analysts to compile a report if you have them, to see how they're getting on within their league, you can gather enough information to see just exactly how this player is performing, how do those attributes really show up. And even more intriguing, I suppose, you can also compare the data of this potential signing against the star that you already have, against the one that you are preparing to say goodbye to. Dynamics should also be considered. Think of that player you've just lost. What attributes made them unique? How did they work within the team? Look at their teamwork, their determination, maybe even their leadership attributes as well. How do they fit into your squad's hierarchy, into the social groups? What type of personality have they? If you consider the intangibles like these, this could support and make that transition from one star to another even more seamless. Your club has a new generational leader. Already from the get-go. But if you, like the 63%, are going for a future wonder kid. Of course a potential gamble exists. We're kicking the can down the road. We're hoping to address the situation with this emerging talent. But we also have to be considered... That this is one who can be given time and patience to grow into the role. To grow into the gap. And emerge onto the scene. And it sounds enticing, doesn't it? To have this young player emerging through. But like I said, there is a caveat that this player might not be ready to step into that gap just yet. And you may need a suitable mentor to address the situation. So if your star is an elder statesman in your squad, get him mentoring this young star straight away. Or if you need to bring in a mentor, have a look and see is there an unlikely one that you can bring into your squad. Because having a mentor to guide this young player, to take the brunt of the current first team expectations, that can help ease the burden and pave the way for this prospect to emerge. Now, the Cleveland Cavaliers, oh, 
the NBA team, home of hometown team of LeBron James. They won their first NBA championship with LeBron leading the side. But in 2018, LeBron left for LA, the Lakers. They left the Cleveland Cavaliers without their icon, their star. Tyron Liu, the head coach, said the following. I think me and my coaching staff, we're up for it. It's going to be different. A lot of young guys that we can try to teach and mould them how you want them to be. Now, having made the trades we made during the season and acquiring some young talent through the draft, it'll be a different challenge for us. But I'm already excited about it. One step there you could easily take. Make sure you've got the right coaching staff there that can nurture these young talents. To help mould them into these leaders you need them to be. I don't have to think back too far. In my experience as a fan, I remember I was young. Eight, nine years of age. Eight years of age at the time. Liverpool signed Gary McAllister. I remember Gary McAllister. As at the time was the bald guy playing for Coventry. And I didn't understand why Liverpool were signing him. But then looking back and seeing what Gary McAllister did through hindsight and the gift of age and maturity. Gary McAllister was this mentor to a younger Stephen Gerrard. And when Gerrard left Liverpool, Liverpool signed James Milner to come in and be this professional leader. How often have we seen older goalkeepers make the moves to clubs as well where there's a younger keeper? Goalkeeping mentoring is huge at clubs. Experienced keepers will always have a market available to them when the side is a younger keeper waiting in the wings. If you're an NFL fan, just think of Ryan Fitzpatrick here. For those unfamiliar, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a bit of a journeyman quarterback. But now is in his late 30s. Fitzmagic, as he's known to many, is just signed by teams one, two year deals. Comes in, mentors their young quarterback. He'll start the games initially and then transition out, be the mentor, be the voice on the sideline, and help them emerge into these leaders. Maybe that's your option, finding your Fitzmagic. Because we all know plucking one for the future is a joy for us all. Finding a player tipped as a wonder kid. So how can we make sure it happens? Go to your player search screen, first stop. Whether it's through your scouts, your own search parameters, and including your own players at the club, of course. Finding players with a five-star potential ability is the goal. And if you search with attributes such as determination, alongside those ones most commonly attributed to the position or role it is that you need this young player to play in, drop the bar low. Don't be afraid to put those attributes low to maybe even a 10, 9, 8, 7, manually scroll down. Filter your ages to below the 18 or 19 years of age. Open the doors to where these next stars could be coming from. Maybe those doors are at your own youth facilities. Invest in them. Invest in the training and the staff. Get the board on your side. See if you can bring it into the club vision. Increase your ability to bring these players through your ranks. And again, being sure that your staff will evaluate the players, these young players, and can coach these young players. They have high judging player ability and judging player potential attributes.
good personality traits so that the measure of these young players can be accurately gauged. We have the right people there to bring them on. And then if you're looking for your James Milner, your Gary McAllister, your Fitzmagic, for these experienced pros, the same measures apply above. Look for the role, look for determination, look for personality. You place a lot of emphasis on personality. See what player traits they have. Set the age limit to 29 plus, 31 plus, even 33 plus. This may help you find just a perfect stopgap, a perfect mentor if they aren't already at your club. Now the thing is though, while it's all well and good replacing a player through like for like, we all know the pressure jersey numbers can build. Maybe that's not the way you want to go. Maybe you don't want your number seven being a player that you look at and regret. The number nine wearing the iconic club jersey. Even the number ten, whatever it is that the club you're at. Whatever is the icon you looked up as a kid. Maybe you don't want to replace them with like for like. Liverpool's number seven went from Luis Suarez to James Milner. Total different player. Changes the nature of the number. So change the system. Because losing an integral player will change the whole nature of your system. Now you might be one of these clubs that operates on short term deals. One of the best examples in modern sports, the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots, one of the most successful franchises of the last 20 years. Replacing key contributors doesn't hurt their head coach and general manager, Bill Belichick's system, because that is the system. The franchise, the team is built on short-term key contributors constantly being cycled through. Because what the Patriots do is they invest every resource to find the next man up. To find the depth, to find the star. Whether this player was drafted, undrafted, or acquired through trades, free agency, whatever it is. And we can do the same in football. Investing as much of our scouting budget as possible on players who've made it through at U clubs, maybe fallen away and revitalised themselves, Jamie Vardy-like, making the transfers, picking up on free transfers, whatever it is. Because when we lose these big players, it's not just the loss of a body in a squad a position in the squad depth chart, but it's also the loss of their abilities, their attributes, their traits. What are that whole person that drove your whole team? So take note of these attributes, their stats, their traits, other key measures that you yourself will define. And try to understand how this player contributed to your system. Then look at your squad. Team report section is great to help you identify your strengths and weaknesses. And see how to build a system that will accentuate your strengths. Before hiding your weaknesses. Now although your system's shape or philosophy may change. The departure of an icon can be seen as a chance for a restart. A refresh. And an opportunity for the club to begin a new era. Almost with a blank slate. Because one of the more interesting ways a club can restart. Is through the restructuring of a tactical identity. 
maybe you're you're going to see your side shift to an energetic pressing side because an aging star has left. Maybe you're going to be more passive and going from to be more passive in, in your passing style to a more direct passing style. You brought in a target man. You brought in players who can run into the spaces. But nonetheless, the identity of your side will change and you can decide that. Again, touching on the NFL, Tom Brady left the New England Patriots last season, 17th of March 2020, causing the Patriots to undergo a huge tactical and systematical restructure. Tom Brady, the quarterback, is not a mobile individual, but instead he was an excellent passer. He could read the game. He knew what to do in the moments. And what New England would do was they would recruit players, running backs, other players who use trick plays in order to be able to get the ball moving. So it would allow Tom the time to pick his pass or, if he's not mobile enough, let these players do the running for him. Now in recent years in the NFL, for those unfamiliar, we've seen the arrival of dual threat quarterbacks. So these are quarterbacks who are as adept at running the ball as they are throwing, meaning that the dependency on them being able to pick out their pass, the pressure on them making series of pinpoint throws was lessened because suddenly your quarterback could run with the ball if they weren't confident in the situation. And what the Patriots did was they picked up Cam Newton. They explored this evolution through him. Cam was released because of doubts about his throwing ability, the weakness in the arm. Although being a former MVP in the league, although reaching a Super Bowl with the Carolina Panthers. But he was one of the most recent, kind of one of the initial stars who brought in this dual threat quarterback identity. Now although New England had a poor season last season, following Tom Brady, Cam Newton excelled more as a runner as a thrower. But what the Patriots have done, thanks to your financial, good financial situation, this this season, going into the 2021 season, they've signed a lot of new players. So we could now see New England next season explore their identity as a dual threat side more and more. A team that plays to the strengths of a new star. In the NBA, post-Jordan, the Chicago Bulls underwent a huge rebuild project. Not just... Jordan left, of course, head coach Phil Jackson left. But they struggled initially as well the first time Jordan left to play basketball or to play baseball. He came back, he changed his style, the team had changed. And then what we've seen happen next is, you know, they struggled the second time Jordan left. We look at the post-LeBron James eras at Miami and Cleveland and how both franchises struggled after LeBron and the stars initially left because they had to go under real these rebuild projects. And in football terms, I suppose we've seen it happen a lot, and we're supposed we're on the cusp, on the precipice. We're waiting to see what happened post Messi at Barca. We're seeing what's happening post Ronaldo at Real Madrid. We've seen the post Xavi and Iniesta Barcelona. Their identity has not been the same, including even the evolution from Guardiola to Luis Enrique. Post Messi will see Barca adapt their attack. How will they do it? Will they be done through the young players emerging? Will they change their style? 
Oh, they splashed the cash on other big players. At Real Madrid, we've seen them struggle post-Ronaldo. They've explored replacements and new styles with new signings like Jovic and Hazard. We've seen new systems under managers, Yul and Lopetegui, and the second coming of Zidane. And now, going into the summer of 2021, we'll see an interesting you know, off-season from them. After what could be another sub-par year. Questions are being asked of Zidane. Will he still be the manager? Could Cristiano Ronaldo return? That's not being ruled out in the media. But how do Real Madrid readapt? In FM we face similar questions all the time. How do we grow? How do we freshen the squad up? How do we fill out the squad? Now the thing is, tactically speaking, we're never stuck for ideas. Original thought is hard to come by. So for most of us, our systems look familiar. Or are built from similar foundations. When we also have to understand that in FM, we have to consider the match engine. High-pressing football has been the latest theme in world football, post-tiki-taka. So it's no wonder that in the match engine it works well. And many play this high-pressing football. Because it seems to work well within the match engine. We can read, we can explore, we can watch, we can experiment. All the ways to move forward. But if we are going to evolve our system, our style post icon post talisman we have to consider some key points can my current squad evolve to this new style are my coaching staff capable of coaching this new style and what players do i need to sign to make this system work am i going to look like the end of tony pulis mark hughes era of stoke or, how, or am i going to look like the Brendan Rodgers to Jurgen Klopp era of Liverpool. It's going to take time. It's going to take patience. But most of all, we can rely on the assurance that the answers exist. We just need to make sure we take time to consider them carefully. And be open to tweaking these answers, these solutions, these new steps as the picture begins to unfold. Now, just before you say goodbye, and I say goodbye to you, if you enjoyed the podcast, please feel free to like, share, review, whatever way you can support the podcast, because all of that is greatly appreciated as we look to build up a bigger and broader audience in 2021. If you want to get in touch, find the socials, the blog, all that can be found down below in the episode notes. The We Are The Community section is a vital part of the podcast. It's very important to get other voices, to get your opinions, and see what are you thinking along these lines as well. So if you've got involved, thank you. And if you haven't got involved yet, next week could be your chance. Don't be afraid like Guido this week to even have a little bit more of a say. The music for this week came from Pond5, as always. Credit where credit is due. And last but not least, episode 60 is next week, a big one. And as the MLS season is just about to begin, we're going to look at some of the MLS's managers with a manager in focus episode, bringing it back for episode 60. And of course, focusing this time on the league-wide managers, some interesting styles, some interesting learnings that we could take from the MLS. 
But until then, I've been Gaffer Greymore. Thank you for listening. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye now.